You have just downloaded the Barbecue Central Show, which airs live every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. They can be found at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by the Chops Power Injector System, the 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year at the NBBQA. Find them at barbecuekansascity.com. And by Butcher Barbecue. From injections to rubs to sauces, always trust your butcher at butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for everything and anything that has to do with barbecue. Their website is bigpapasmokers.com. And by Cook Shack Pellet and Electric Grills. Visit them at pelletcooker.com or cookshack.com or call them 800-423-0698. And by Cookin' Pellets, you can buy Cookin' Pellets at cookinpellets.com. You can also visit amazon.com to purchase as well. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet grills on the market today. You can visit them at greenmountaingrills.com. This is Rennie Knopf with ChampionshipBBQ.TV, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue. Broadcasting live, live, and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. It's a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. If you'd rather not call in, you could do both if you wanted to. I don't think there's ever been anybody in the history of the show that has called and then emailed in, or vice versa, ever in the past eight years of doing the show. So if you're ready to break ground, if you're ready to, to take it all tonight, you can email and call the show. You never know what can happen. Who knows? It's alive. This is why we do it live. You never know what's going to happen. Or you can just lay out. Enjoy the show for what it is, the fun, the value, the frivolity of the Barbecue Central show. The chat room, if you've never been in it, I highly suggest you get over to OutdoorCookingChannel.com and take part in the chat room. You never know what's going on there as well. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com. Here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. In about 12 minutes from now, a guy who we've had on the show I think once before, he is an acclaimed book writer. He partners with one of, if not, well, let's say it, 
He partners with the most popular grill manufacturer out there in the market today, and smoker manufacturer for that reason. New book's coming out. It's the season not only of barbecue and grilling, but it is the season of barbecue and grilling cookbooks. And they are coming out fast and furiously. We'll be joined by none other than, I don't know if it's official or unofficially, Weber's grill master, Jamie Perviance, will be joining us in about 12 minutes from now. Huge get. You don't see... Jamie Provine showing up on any other shows. He's huge. At 9.35, last month we were introduced to him. He is the keeper of the flame at the most heavily trafficked and popular barbecue and grilling website anywhere on the face of the earth. We got to engage him into, how do you get in touch with Meathead and, and then you're working with him? How does that happen? Well, we learned all of that. Now we're into the mix. We're into the meat of the conversation going forward. AmazingRibs.com just released a few days ago or so. Their top value picks for gas grills, charcoal grills, and smokers. And we're going to be talking about the ones that Max Good thinks top the list or the ones that he feels most comfortable suggesting if that's the kind of a conversation that you're going to be having with him. That's the kind of a conversation I'm going to be having with him, so why not you? So at uh, 9.35, the keeper of the flame, Max Good. hey Then we'll move into the second hour. Typically in 9.14 is where you find him, but he was gracious enough to bump back an hour. Hopefully he's doing uh, cocaine and copious amounts of intake on the Mountain Dew to stay up a whole hour later. Your monthly visit to the Barbecue Doctor, the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment with Ray Lampy. Looking forward to catching up with Ray. We missed him last month, actually, so we do have a little bit of catching up to do. And then at 1035, the show that precedes me, Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit, the host, Chad Ward, and the now business partner of Whiskey Bent Barbecue Supply, Michael McDearman, who is arguably, arguably the most, oh, I can't believe I was about to butcher the English language like that, who is arguably the most, jeez, I was going to do it again. <clears throat> Let's try it again. First time with my new lips, everybody. Who is arguably the busiest man in barbecue. The Sam's Club, now with Chad Ward. I mean, who knows what this guy's up to. Michael McDearman. We're, it's going to be like a, a little bit of a, a a triad of barbecue knowledge here. We're going to see what's going on with the business stuff with Chad Ward. We're going to also recount the win that he had this past weekend in Boca Raton, which is French for Boca Raton. And we'll get a update on the Sam's Club stuff with Michael McDermott since he's the Sam's Club Tour Director. Fresh out of Overland Park, Kansas, heading into St. Charles, Missouri this coming weekend. So, hey... Are you kidding me? Did my phone just make noise? Completely outrageous. Although I do have to look at this. Typically, um, all right. That could have been that could have been horrible. That could have been a last second killer. Nevertheless, so uh, helping me close the show, Michael McDearman and Chad Ward, <laughs> respectively. So we're locked and loaded. It's fun. 
It's great. We're going to have a lot of great information. Jamie Perviance, Max Good in the first hour, Ray Lampy, Chad Ward, Michael McDearman in the second hour. All right, look, if you are watching the show right now, do me a favor. Let everybody know that the show is up and running. We are on OutdoorCookingChannel.com slash Watch-Now for the video feed. That's one video feed. You can also find me live on the YouTubes. You can also find me live on Roku. If you go to Roku or you have some other type of IP television device, go to the App Store that is associated with your platform. Search for Outdoor Cooking Channel. And if it's there, download it. And the first option that you have once you download it is the live stream. You can get me here live as well as Chad on Tuesdays between 7 and 11. Four hours of fantabulous barbecue talk. And watch. I mean, I'm a little bit more palatable than some of those guys in the second or in the uh, first two hours. I'm just telling. Uh, you don't have to leave the comfort of your couch. It's also got the host of archives. So that's the Roku situation. Of course, if you miss the show, you can subscribe to this show through iTunes. And hopefully, I haven't gotten any email in from anybody yet who is Android-driven. I'm an Android guy. I'm not an iPhone guy because I don't like being restricted to having to use iTunes as much as you have to for music and all that other crap. But uh, as I had mentioned the last couple of weeks, Google is finally getting native with their podcast stuff. So Google Play Music will be podcast available. So once it rolls out, it's going to probably be a slow rollout, right? That's always how it is for me. But once it rolls out, you can subscribe right on the Google Play Music app. That's the native app for Android, and you can get it there. So it'll just be like uh, iTunes is like the Kleenex of podcast stuff. And you're going to be able to have it right there on Google. So if you have it right now, you know, shoot me an email. Let me know you've subscribed to the show on Google Play Music and that it's out. And, you know, I'm just not available to get it yet. There's nothing worse than hosting your own show and not being able to get podcast archives on your own platform. That's the worst. Nothing worse than that. Many things are worse than that. But in this reality, nothing worse than that. So if you have the Android platform, look for that. Google Play Music, it is going to be available. Podcasts are now going to be available. You don't have to get the third-party app, the Beyond Pod or the Fetch Pod or Pod Up Your Butt or whatever. It's going to be Google Play Music going forward. Slow rollout. I did get that a couple weeks ago because I had entered in my podcast feed six months ago when they were just talking about it. So, yeah, whatever. There you go. All right, lots of great stuff headed for you tonight. By the way, in the top of the second hour, we're going to be playing a fun game. We're resurrecting winery or rehab. For a brand new copy of uh, Jamie Provience's book, New American Barbecue, Weber's New American Barbecue. So if you want your uh, chance to win this, stay tuned for the second hour. You're going to call in to win. Send me, uh, you call in to win. If you get three out of five questions right, you will win the cookbook, probably saving you at least $15 or so. If you're so inclined, I will autograph Jamie's book. I won't autograph Jamie's name. I'll autograph his book. I mean, that's got to up the value by, I don't know, 65 to 72 cents. Easily. Easily. Jamie Perviance coming up. 
If you didn't know already, folks, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue. Number one dealer Mac Pellet Grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers, such as the Old Hickory ASBP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs. To put it bluntly, they've had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition, period. And they're not just pigeonholed into the competition stuff either. Oh, no. It's become so well-known that a huge nationwide restaurant chain that goes by the name of BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse has taken four of their nine rubs on the permanent menu. Let's put it bluntly. BPS rubs are a proven great addition to anyone's pantry. They've also banded together with California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. You want top-quality meats? They got them in their online meat locker. The Snake River Farm stuff, the Caribou to Pork, the American Kobe Beef, the Double R Ranch Meats. They got something for every type of barbecue aficionado. Big Papa's also created the unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind that Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all of this within only five years of being in business. Well, maybe six years now. Turning competition barbecue on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. Just the beginning. The website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. We are back with Jamie Perviance talking about the new book right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back to 16-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. That's the email address. The segment brought to you by Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500 in cash to be won. Eternal bragging rights if you win the whole damn thing. This coming weekend, the Sam's Club Barbecue Tour rolling into St. Charles, Missouri for a local qualifying event to keep up with the Sam's Tour to see where the next event will be or to register your team to compete. There are spaces available. I just checked it. Visit kcbs.us slash Tour. All right, my first guest tonight made a name for himself in the book writing world, especially when paired with some company called Weber to include such titles as Weber's Way to Grill, Weber's New Real Grilling, and Weber's Big Book of Burgers, which we talked about last time. The new one's out, and we are going to be giving away a free copy tonight at the top of the second hour as well. Let's go ahead over to the hotline and welcome back. 
friend of the show, Jamie Perviance, joining me. Jamie, how are you, buddy? Hey, Greg. I'm doing excellent. Thanks. Good. I appreciate you making time for the show tonight, Jamie. And I guess before we get started with the new book, which is entitled Weber's New American Barbecue, a modern spin on the classics, for the folks that might just be tuning in for the first time or just starting to get into the barbecue and grilling situation, you know, maybe a little bit of background about yourself, um, how you got into barbecue and grilling. Is it something that you grew up around and it was just like one of those natural progression things for you, or is this something that you kind of got in a little bit later in life? Well, it was really a, a natural progression that just sort of turbo sped into um, something serious and, and really a living uh, about, gosh, almost 20 years ago now. So like every good red-blooded American, you know, I grew up in the backyard with my dad roasting the weenies and the burgers and doing all that kind of stuff, but never really thought a whole bunch about it. And I went out on my merry way. I uh, went to college and was a school teacher for a while and ended up in Indonesia where they do a lot of grilling. Um, and that's actually where I started to get really interested in it because it was so different from the, you know, the weenies and the burgers that I was having in suburban New Jersey, <laughs> all kinds of sautés and, you know, interesting stuff cooked over live fire. So I got kind of the food bug and I decided to go to cooking school. Uh, I went to the Culinary Institute of America in New York for a couple of years. Um, kind of got into the wine thing and moved out to Napa Valley, was a chef at a winery for a while and then started writing about food and, um, and wine. And uh, I wrote a bunch of stuff on grilling for some magazines like Sunset Magazine and the San Francisco Chronicle. And I guess Weber took notice. They read some of this stuff and said, hey, <laughs> uh, we'd like to uh, pull you into our camp and um, maybe have you help out on a cookbook. And like I said, that was about 20 years ago. That first book was called Art of the Grill. It was all about you know, entertaining high-end stuff, and um, the book sold better than I think anyone really expected, so we rolled into the next one. We did Weber's Big Book of Grilling, and, and on and on it goes, and now I think I'm up to about 18 books. The the marriage uh, between you and Weber, is it something where you are contracted by them, or is it always when when the next book comes out? Is it your idea? Do you guys collaborate? Do they get a first refusal if you have a great idea and they're just not into it? How does that relationship work ongoing? Uh, it's it's pretty loose, to be honest with you. Um, could you write a book uh, for me? Could I write a book with you? Could you but a, could you write a book for me, like for the show? Could we have Jamie Perviance writes the Barbecue Central you know recipe book or something like that? <laughs> Yeah, I could. And by the way, I want to know how much I have to pay to get that signature of yours in my book. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think that would be a unique item to have in my family, you know, treasure chest. <clears throat> yeah, I bet. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can do other things for other people, but they keep me so busy. You know, Weber now is all over the world, and so I'm not only doing books for the U.S., but... Um, when new co new countries are sort of coming into the American way of grilling, they they want new content. So I'll do books for for Germany or Denmark or India or places like that. So they keep me busy 
for more time than I have, let's put it that way. So when you're doing a book for Germany or Norway or whoever you were just mentioning, is it just a specific release to that country to kind of give them a, a ramp up of where we're currently at and things that they might want to try? Well, usually it's a version of the American book um, with a bunch of other things added in uh, that are, you know, favorites of that country. Um, <clears throat> But in some cases, it's actually all about what they like to do. For instance, I did a book for Germany a couple of years ago on winter grilling, which um, I don't think would do particularly well in the United States. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But when they first proposed it to me, I thought, why would you want to have a grilling book in the winter? I mean, people are inside. But over there in Germany and all throughout Northern Europe, it's kind of a big deal, probably because they're so miserable throughout most of the winter, you know, with the cold weather. They just say, screw it, we're going outside, we're going to have a party. We're going to sit around the grill and we're going to have some, you know, mold wine or whatever. And we're going to enjoy this weather. We're going to bust right through it. So that book went on to sell hundreds of thousands of copies because that's their thing. Um, so that's a case where, you know, the book was written specifically for that country with just their kind of ingredients and their kind of tastes. Jamie Provines joining me here on the show. We're going to talk about New American Barbecue, a modern spin on the classics here in just a second. But, Jamie, let me back up just for one second. I have to imagine, look, I live in Cleveland. You're from New Jersey originally. I mean, we know what it's like up here six, seven months out of the year. It's horrible. It's cold. Except for this past winter, which was a, 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 a complete anomaly. I mean, it was mild most of the time. It rarely snowed. I used a snowblower twice. But take that out of the equation. The two years prior to that were like the most miserable cold. I think that book for a good portion of the barbecue and grilling community would be great right here in America. I can't believe that that hasn't been a topic or a, a title that's been covered already. Uh, all right. Well, you've started something. I'm going to talk to the publisher, and we'll, we'll bring it back to the U.S. You know, it's funny, actually. The book that I, that I wrote, and it's just coming out today, actually. Today is the official launch day. This barbecue book started... Uh, at the request of the German publisher, Grafer and Unser. I was over there in Frankfurt at the book fair, and they said, you know, we really want a book on American barbecue. And from their perspective, it's, it is sort of Americans' artisan food, right? I think they have this slightly romanticized version, you know, vision of, uh, I don't know, farmers, you know, with the, with the big barns, the smokehouses, you know, hanging up the, the leg of pork and smoking it for hours and making the bacon and that sort of thing. So that's where the idea really began. And then I, I said, sure, I'd love to do a book like that. I love good old Southern style, you know, traditional American barbecue. But the truth is that barbecue in America is actually changing a lot. We not only have that Southern style, but you know, there's actually barbecue happening in other parts of the country. Even cities are sort of putting their own spin on barbecue. So why don't we get into some of the broader um, styles and, and explore those? And, and, and then they really got into it and said, yeah, yeah, that should really be the emphasis of the book. We want to see what the, the modern twists are, you know, where the innovations are. And so that's basically what we have right now. And it's all thanks to a German publisher. Yeah, so here's the book. The uh, It's Weber's New American Barbecue, a modern spin on the classics. Uh, here's uh, the front and the back here. Uh, as you mentioned, it's uh, available today. You can get it at Amazon. I assume it's also available in all the, the brick-and-mortar type situations as well, yes? Everywhere you'd think, yeah. All right. Um, so 
Talk to me about the the genesis. Well, aside from getting the idea from the the German guys, but you know, writing the book. What are you focusing on? What's the research like? How long does it take you to put this book together to where now today it's ready for sale? It's a little over a year. Um, it was it was a lot to do. This is probably the most intense book that I've ever written because it required so much research. Um, and so I, I did get a lot of help from people all around the country. Um, but I, it started with, with traveling around and um, tasting the food of pitmasters and, and chefs. Uh, anyone who was kind of work, working with wood and, and charcoal. So I included the South for sure. Um, but I also went to places like, you know, Portland, Oregon and Los Angeles and Minneapolis and, um, you know, Providence, Rhode Island, and, and wherever people were working with wood, because that's really the essence of barbecue. I mean, we, a lot of us have this fairly narrow vision of it, that it's just this low and slow stuff, you know. Um, but <clears throat> very often, uh, you know, barbecue, this was interesting. I, I went back and did some research and figured out, well, where did this, you know, where did it all begin? What is, what is authentic barbecue anyway? And as you probably know, um, it, it really comes out of barbacoa. And, and barbacoa was not, you know, brisket and ribs and pulled pork, right? This stuff that they were making in the 1500s and 1600s, it was like turtle and iguana and uh, <laughs> snakes and deer. And, and it was just stuff cooked over a live fire. And they called it barbacoa and, and the, the explorers changed it around a little bit, called it barbecue because they wanted it to sound a little bit more uh, sophisticated than the, the savage approach. But it was still basically cooking over a fire with wood. Um, so to me, that's what barbecue is. Uh, and, and in that perspective, you know, it includes a lot of really cool stuff. So it's not just meat. You know, there's a lot of seafood, a lot of poultry, a lot of vegetables. Uh, so I just went around the country and and – ate that stuff as much as I possibly could and interviewed as many chefs and pitmasters as I could. And then I came back home and I sort of riffed off of their ideas. You know, I said, okay, well, I met this chef in Portland who did this really cool uh, smoked butter routine. You know, he pulls a steak off the grill and he drops a hot ember right on top of a pad of, of compound or flavored butter, just smokes viciously and, the, and the, the flavor, the aroma of the wood gets right into the butter. And I thought, that is so cool. So I did a version with, with pork chops. You know, I did some marinated lemon and oregano marinated pork chops and uh, put the smoked butter on top. And it's awesome. Um, so that's sort of how it worked. Do you? Th- I'm going to sidetrack here because you mentioned pork chops. Do you think pork chops are underrated or, or not as often as they should be cooked or am I way off base there? I think pork chops to me seems like a, like a Turkey type of a thing almost. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Um, they vary so much in quality. You know, what you get, even in restaurants can go from just completely bland and un- uninteresting to really rich and flavorful and um, layered in, in all kinds of um, complexity. And I think a lot of that has to do with the range of pork available in this country. 
we've got some really lousy, you know, sort of factory farmed pork, and then we've got some really wonderful uh, heritage breeds, and the difference is just black and white. So, and then of course the chef gets involved in the recipe and all that. So, um, <clears throat> you know, that's that's one of the reasons I write cookbooks is to try and help people take these things that are potentially good and and make them great. You know, with beef prices these days, we can't all be eating steak every night. So uh, it's good to know how to make a good pork chop from time to time. Jamie Provines joining me here on the show talking about his new book, New American Barbecue, a modern spin on the classics that is available for sale right now. So two weeks in a row, we've had, you know, the authors of brand new cookbooks out on the day that they're released. Uh, when you look through the book, Jamie, is it set up a specific way? Is it kind of a, a normal cookbook type of situation? How did you look to have readers journey through front to back? Yeah, every time we do a book, we think about some cool creative way of sort of repackaging the information. But ultimately, I think people expect it in a certain way. So it is that. It, you know, there's an appetizer chapter. There's all the main meats, the red meats, the the pork, uh, the poultry, the seafood. Uh, no desserts in this book because it all is, it is all uh, done with a little bit of smoke. But sprinkled throughout, I mean, in every chapter there is an essay or two about a particular part of the country, um, whether it is you know Chicago or New York or or Los Angeles, and some of the interesting people. And there's some really cool photography there of those places. New Orleans is another good example where there's awesome seafood barbecue. Um, so it really kind of reads like a magazine. And then in each chapter, I've also got special spreads called Lessons from the Legends. So some of the people that I interviewed will be familiar to many of your listeners. You know, I went down, spent the day with Aaron Franklin, and uh, spent the day with Mike Mills in, uh, in Illinois, Spent a day with uh, Wayne Muller in Texas and um, <clears throat> wrote down everything they said, <laughs> filmed a lot of it, um, and then packed all that into some sort of technique spreads. Um, so, you know, I got Aaron Franklin's brisket and I got, you know, Wayne Muller's uh, beef ribs and I've got uh, um, Mike Mills' spare ribs and that sort of thing. So, there's just a lot of content um, in a variety of formats, you know, recipes, techniques, essays. And then as with all the Weber books, there's just a ton of photography. I mean, I don't know, there's probably 750 photographs in this book. So it's a pretty, pretty impressive little package or a big package, really, for about 15 bucks. Do you have a favorite recipe in the book, Jamie? Like if you were going to cook something tonight, would you go right to it and pull this specific recipe out? <laughs> um, you know, I was actually thinking about cooking tonight these uh, coal-cooked strip steaks. Just, you know, as you can tell, there's a lot of working actually right with the embers or with the wood. Um, <clears throat> so this is, a, this is sort of going old school where you, you actually put the steak right down on a bed of lump charcoal. Mm -hmm. um, it, it works great. It sounds crazy. I mean, you'd think you would just burn the whole thing up, but... Oddly enough, you don't, um, because if the bed is relatively flat, there's no real air between the meat and the, and the fuel. And so there isn't an opportunity for it to flame up and, and burn. Um, but instead, again, it absorbs the smokiness of the, of the charcoal. 
and gets this really nice crust to it. And then I just make a little reduction sauce with, you know, balsamic vinegar, a little bit of brown sugar, and some garlic, and drizzle it over the top. And, man, it's good eating. I mean, it, it's really satisfying. Jamie, so you're, that's for tonight. Um, you're going to make that tonight? Yeah. Oh, a little post. I'm on the West Coast, so oh, we're just getting, you know, we're it. just getting ready for dinner here. Yeah, a little post-show, a uh, little post-show victory dinner. Uh, so, you, I mean, your your book writing, you're an author. You're this is kind of the the niche you've filled. Are you already working on a next book that we might be able to look forward to, in, you know, the next six months or a year or whatever? Uh, yeah, believe it or not, I've got three books wow. in progress at the same um, time. At the same time, I mean, wow. there are different stages. The third one is just really in my imagination at this point, but. That's where it all starts. And then I got a couple others that have basically been approved. I can't really get into the details of them, but there's some really cool ideas. And, uh, you know, once I finish with the book tour, um, I'm going to dig right into those two books. Are you uh, making it to Cleveland for the book tour? I am not going to Cleveland, I'm sorry to say. Man, no. you, you know how many times uh, I've, I've heard people say, I'm not coming to Cleveland? I mean, it happens <laughs> every day, twice a day at least. I'm coming to Chicago. Um, that's about as close as I get. I might go to. I'm going to go to Philly too. I'm going to teach a class at the restaurant school there in Philadelphia. Uh, that's kind of one of the cool things about barbecue these days is that it is sort of sliding, and part of it is going into the fine dining world. Have you noticed this? Oh yeah, for sure. Where where restaurant, you know, high fine dining chefs are now taking a real interest in barbecue. And they're not really opening and running barbecue restaurants, but they're doing barbecue-related items. So I'm doing my part to feed this trend by going to a restaurant school and teaching these guys a little bit how to do barbecue right. The new book is out, folks. It's called Weber's New American Barbecue, a modern spin, uh, not, nice English, uh, modern spin on the classics. It is available for sale right now. Jamie Proviance is the offer, uh, is the author, man, it, I, it's like the first time I've ever talked tonight, Jamie, it's unbelievable. Jamie Proviance is the author, and uh, go ahead and grab it up. We're going to be giving away a copy here in about 35 minutes with uh, a great game show I have come up from uh, with Scratch. So, uh, Jamie, always appreciate the time, uh, continued success in the book writing, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Greg. It's you got a pleasure. It. Take care. There he is, Jamie Proviance. Nothing like making a great second impression with not being able to talk English. Unbelievable. Yeah, he'll never come on the show again. He's a professional orator, I swear. Never. All right. Max Good is coming up out of the break. We're going to be giving away this copy. I appreciate Jamie playing along with me uh, autographing his book. (laughs) Treasure Trove, a.k.a. Toilet, right? Come on, Jamie. Thanks again to Jamie Proviance for coming out and talking about the book. Let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, The Barbecue Guru. If you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cooker, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They 
are the creators of this technology. Why are you going to buy from anybody else? I don't know. If you're not familiar with how they work, I'm not going to bore you with all the extraneous details, but it's a product that keeps your pit temperature running all the way through the cook. Maybe you're a busy working pro, or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids, you're doing errands, you just don't have that time to set around and tend the pit temperature. So I get it. The Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a couple slabs of ribs or brisket or all of that. And you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. Guru maintains that pit temperature. You got CyberQ Wi-Fi, you got DigiQ2, PartyQ. Let me tell you something about the PartyQ, right? Yeah. This goes on the multiple cookers. It's a self-contained package. It's just one piece. Technically two, but it's connected, you know, where the, the where you stick the thing in the cooker to take the temperature to keep it right. But you can put it on a ceramic cooker, you can put it on a bullet style like a Weber Smoky Mountain, you can put it on kettle style grills. Doesn't matter. Goes right there. Ceramic styles need a special adapter on the bottom vent. It'll cost you a little extra, but it doesn't matter. Well worth the money. If you're in the market for a cooker, Onyx Oven is the place to go. It's been winning in backyards and competitions for years and years. Fully insulated, holds a ton of meat. You know it's going to work seamlessly with any of the Guru temperature control devices. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. Check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. Don't guess. Call them. 800-288-GURU. Or visit the website, thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back with... Oh, my God. We're back with Max Good right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers on the market today. If you're looking... For a cooker that can house a lot of food, they have one. Medium size, sure. Got you covered there, too. How about something to take on tailgates, like small camping stuff or whatever? Got you covered there, too. They can also supply you with pellets to fire those cookers. Check them out online, greenmountaingrills.com. That's greenmountaingrills.com. Check them out. Support the sponsors of the show, right? That's what I always say. Do it. All right, last visit, we learned about how this character got hooked up with Meathead at AmazingRibs.com. This visit, we will hit some of the top charcoal grills, gas grills, and smokers on their 2016 list, which was just recently posted. We go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome back Max Good, keeper of the flame at AmazingRibs.com. Max, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. What's happening, bud? Oh, uh, man, I am just uh, trying to figure out how my mouth has failed me with celebrity cookbook author Jamie Perviance. I was talking, well, <laughs> it was very embarrassing. Nevertheless, uh, hopefully I can get it together with you. So uh, the list is out. Uh, it's not necessarily like, you know, top one through ten in each category, but they're uh, cookers. I'm just using that term generically, but they're cookers that Amazing Ribs has evaluated and that you feel comfortable putting out to the general public is we like these. Well, one thing, as you just mentioned, uh, 
we go we don't go from one to ten like a hierarchy. It's the our lists are uh, situated from low price to high price. Um, and yeah, we talked a lot about that uh, new Weber Summit Charcoal Grill, which is I must say, Greg. Yeah. I, I my predictions that it would catch on look like it's it's happening. Uh, not that I'm a genius. It, it's just a great uh, system. Anyways, um, yes. Yeah, so shall we begin with the charcoal grills? Absolutely. Go ahead and take it away. Okay. I, I thought perhaps we'd uh, first uh, talk about a, a unique relationship between um, two grills that they're both owned by Charbroil, which is a huge company. And everybody, everywhere you go in the, the big box uh Areas, you know, Home Depot, Lowe's, they they have charbroils there. They're a great company. They they do a great job at bringing in stuff for a low price and give you some value. And I must say, also, Greg, I um, I want to say that whenever we do our top ten lists, we try to get a huge price range. You know, that's one reason why we came up with like a luxury list for grills that are crazy you know like twenty thousand bucks or something we'll talk about one of those later but um uh charbroil uh bought a danish company called dan cook and they have this really cool stainless steel grill that looks like a flying saucer but it has a very unique design it's kind of like a kettle but has a ring of like one inch diameter uh air intake uh ports all around the inside of it it has a stainless steel sleeve inside that that sits in top of a powder coated steel uh casing and it's a really interesting there's there's no damper uh intake damper on the bottom uh i i shouldn't say there's no controlled intake damper on the bottom there's just a big hole on the bottom and this stuff comes up through this wall kind of similar to the oh, oh what are you doing to me here okay okay i like it i like it uh, this is the this is the one you're talking about, right? That is it, right. absolutely, brother. Yeah, it is. And, it is, and, it is uh, odd looking. They, they, it is weird. Charbroil came up with the, uh, uh, a premium grade uh, gas grill group a few years ago called Saber, and they're fantastic. We love them. Uh, this fits right in line with them. It seems like a good purchase for them. But uh, they also now have come out with something they've been diddling around with for many years, um, uh, a, a kettle. It, everybody tries to go against uh, the Webers. But they've taken that ring of circles, uh, the, the air intake circles, that are flush with the charcoal grate, uh, and put it in this new Charbroil kettle man. The result is, and, and they marry it with their true infrared systems, which are basically like radiant plates instead of like a traditional open grow grate. There it is. There it is. There it is. You know, uh, what it does, the radiant plate evens out the heat and the air intake uh, holes work pretty good. They work pretty dang good. I, got, I, I must say, as I said in my review here, uh, it's difficult to control uh, temperature via the vents. Uh, that's why I didn't give it a gold medal. I gave it a silver medal, amazing ribs, best value uh, silver medal. 
because uh, it doesn't it doesn't really control air very well. However, it does even out heat beautifully. I threw a million burgers on the dang thing. I didn't have to flip them around all over the place. I smoked on it. That little ring around the bottom, I put a, like a C uh, group of coals on it, and yep. it worked really nice. Uh, what else? Oh, right. well, we, we can't talk about charcoal grills without talking about Weber kettles. They're still state-of-the-art in many ways. Well, you know, for residential cooking, there's nothing you can't make on a Weber kettle. They're fantastic. Um, the... Uh, if you want to jump up and get something other than just a freestanding system and you want to go to, uh, you know, their performer series that has a gas-fired ignition, which, as we mentioned earlier, the Summit has, the new Summit charcoal grills have. You know, these are conveniences. You got the work surface off the side. You get the storage area. You pay a lot more for it. It's up to you. Do you want it? I got one. I love it. What can I say? But there's nothing you can't do on a Weber kettle. Uh, you can do pizzas. You can bake on them. You you name it. You could do it. Okay. Gas grills. Are we ready? We're ready for the gas grills. Yes. Uh, I want to start out talking about the Huntington Cast Series. This is a grill that's been around forever. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. You go to uh, any of the big box stores, you're going to see it. You can, you know, people always bellyache when we do our ten, top tens. They go, oh, how can you talk about some grill that's so expensive? It's, it's you know, it stinks. But remember, Greg, when we talked about the Summit Charcoal Grills when they came out? At any rate, I, I, I really like this grill. hundred bucks? I mean, come on. But and, it's, it's one burner, right? Well, it's a, it's a. Oval dual pan burner, yeah. and it's it's one stainless steel burner that has a five year warranty. I'll remind you, and it has uh, two controls. It's like a it's really like two burners fused together. Um, I give this one a one our our best value silver metal because I feel like it could have a little more gusto, a little more power, or at least not that I'm not about a cast iron grates, but uh, I, I, I fear you're not going to get a lot of sear power out of this one. However, um, it's going to last a while. Somebody that doesn't, you know, we, we look at people that have different budgets, a hundred bucks. Right. You want a gas grill? You can do two zones on it because you have two controllers. You know, you can set left side, right side, you know, uh, and, and if down the road you, because this will last a while, cast aluminum body. If down the road you want to get a little more sear power, pick up some grill grates. You know my buddy Brad, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And um, the Weber Genesis EP330. Love it. You got to love it. Yeah. For 50 bucks more than the one you get the E330 uh, in Home Depot and stuff. Not that I'm against the Home Depot, you know. But this is something you're going to have to go uh, to an independent dealer to get your for 50 bucks more, you're going to get side burner. Okay. You're going to get sear burner, which is going to give you a lot more versatility. But the biggest thing I like about this is you're going to get stainless steel rod grates 
and stainless steel flavorizer bars. They're going to last forever, and they're going to work way better than uh, the, the, the stock Genesis grills. And now, you and I know, we know Russ over at Kalamazoo, right? Yeah. If we want to talk about your dream gas grill, well, what can I say? I, 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 I covet them. <laughs> But for twenty grand, they're not for everyone, Greg. Yeah, I mean it's uh, they, but they are. You know, I, I've often referred to the ceramic cookers, whether it's the Big Green Egg or the Kamado Joes or the Primos or you know whatever. That those are like I call them hybrid cookers because they do both low and slow and high heat very well. But this is really a true hybrid cooker because it's gas, it's live fuel, it's a combination of both. It, it it's a crazy town. Well, they're working towards it. I don't know. Even to talk to them, they, they might um, backpedal a little on that statement, Greg. Right? But, but I, I mean, even Rick Bayless, you know, who's a James Beard Award-winning chef, says the thing that takes them apart is they, they have a, a um, above – we know what heat tents are, right, on gas grills. You know, they disperse heat. You know, they, they kind of replace the – the ceramic rocks and all that. And, right. But but uh, with Kalamazoo, they were one of the first guys that I know of. Anyway. They came up with this idea of having a drawer that you could pull out. It was It's like a, a bed of heat tents. They can work as heat tents over these super powerful brass, uh, cast brass burners that the guys at Kalamazoo have. But you can also throw charcoal or wood on top of them and they're working on things they have some inserts for like pellet uh uh smoker inserts and things like that that are kind of cool but 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 even uh, you know they just came out with a with a a uh gravity feed charcoal system i don't know that they would tell you that this can replace a smoker but they're awesome grills. No doubt. Uh, all right, so we're uh, left with the smokers. We got about uh, three minutes left. So sure, what do you uh, what do you see they're, on the smokers? You know I love them. You know I love them. Three hundred bucks delivered to, to your door, and you just pull the thing out and start uh, smoking on it with little skill. Um, it's an ugly drum smoker. Um, it's fantastic. Everybody oh. that we've recommended this to loves them. Uh, their claim to fame. Hey, what am I looking at? Yeah, I know. I lost the whole picture there. Here we go. Claim to fame. Uh, maybe not their claim to fame, but one of the functionality to it is that um, although they have a grate that you can lay stuff on, uh, they they work wonderfully with hanging meats. You can see yep. in that picture there, there's hooks there. And uh, 300 bucks. I mean, all these people that have been struggling with these goofy uh, cheap bullet smokers and offset smokers. Ugh. Okay, Green Mountain, that's one of your sponsors, yep. and I'm glad of that because I really have a lot of respect for them. Uh, they bring a lot of value to the table, um, you know, for a relatively low price for a pellet smoker, you can get something really good. And I must say, the 2016 could shape up to be the year of the pellet smoker. You think? Uh, it looks like a lot of people who uh, are looking to buy new cookers this year are finally understanding that pellet smokers are worth a couple hundred bucks more. And this one packs value into the system. And if you want to spend another hundred bucks for that Daniel Boone, that's kind of a mid-sized one, 
you can get Wi-Fi control on it. That means you can monitor your cooks because this thing comes with an integrated uh, meat temperature controller. Yeah. You can pop right into your meat while you're cooking it and monitor it from a cell phone or a pad. And you can also control the temperature. If you want to move the temperature around, drop it down, goose it up. And now, Q, I, I know we're rushing here. I will try to be brief, but it's a, incredible. It's a brilliant design. There's nothing else like it. Um, stick burners, smokers that use wood to smoke, uh, like the offsets, those cheap offsets you're getting in uh, Home Depot, forget about it. You're oh, going to yeah. drive yourself nuts with them. No and the big ones that work great, that the competitors use, they take a high degree of skill. Now, the man who designed this thing, Bill Carew, he is a competitor. He knows what he's talking about, and he's an engineer. And he came up with this brilliant idea of having an inverted flame firebox, which sucks the air from on top through burning red-hot embers that then go into a thermostatically controlled environment in the smoke box. The result then is that you get absolutely perfect, delicious, sweet smoke from beginning to end, even for the biggest schmo that doesn't know nothing about it, okay? So we really like that one. Uh, the list can be found where, Max? The, the extensive list. Well, go to AmazingRibs.com, of course. All right. Where you'll find anything you want to know about barbecue. Uh, Max Good is the keeper of the flame at AmazingRibs.com. Max, is there a uh, special secret grill that or cooker that you are reviewing right now that we might be able to get a scoop on for next visit? Oh, well, uh, right now I'm working with a new charbroil one that's kind of interesting. They call it... Uh, gas to grill i'm sorry gas to coal um and it's nothing new for them they've been they keep trotting this one out it works okay and i'm actually impressed by its firepower uh if you use it as a gas grill but the idea is that it has this tray that you slide in and you can throw uh, charcoal on top of the gas burners eh, yeah it's it's okay. It's okay. But as a gas grow, it's pretty dang good. All right. So we'll uh, look forward to that next time we're talking, amongst other things that you'll probably get. In the meantime, Max Good, again, is the keeper of the flame, AmazingRibs.com, the most heavily trafficked and popular barbecue and grilling website ever on the face of the earth. Max, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming up. Thank you very much. You got it. There he is. Max Good, everybody. He's the guy that talks. He, he gets to play with cookers like... I, I, there's probably not even a good analogy. But that's the list. Those are his top picks. Again, it's by price range in category. We went over the charcoal grills, charbroil, kettleman, the uh, Dan Cook charcoal grill, and the Weber kettle. In the gas grill section, we did the Huntington Cast Series, the Weber Genesis, and the uh, Kalamazoo Hybrid. Big money. Smoker-wise, Pit Barrel Cooker, the Daniel Boone Green Mountain Grill, and the Karuba Q, which is a pretty hard to find. I don't know anybody that really has one that I could go over and take a look at. That's not true. There's some guy over in Middlefield. That's like an hour away. Nope, no problem. Anybody have a Karuba Q? Anybody know anybody that uses a Karuba Q? I'd like to see one. All right, once again, that was Max Good. I'm going to talk to you about the Chops Power Injector System. 
2016 and 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year. Half gallon and one gallon chops power injector system. Depending on what you do, if you're if you're just kind of a competition guy, half gallon probably works. If you're a big competition guy, you're the MBN or you're some kind of a caterer, the one gallon's probably going to work better. If you're full-blown into this deal, the CHOPS Full Power Injector System is the electric and commercial competition Big Daddy. It doesn't have a holding tank like the other two, but it's got a three and a half foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container. From a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum, it was originally designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. And he said time and time again that his briskets are better than ever since he's been using the CHOPS Full Power Injector System. A number of the top pitmasters in the world are using it. Here's the thing. We live in a foodie world. Flavor is required in every bite. This is the way you do it and do it fast. Every injector hand-assembled right here, there, in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. It's not just for meat either. You want to infuse alcohol into anything? Chops power injector system. Just your implement. Extra accessories if you want them. You want to shoot medium ground spices? They got you covered for that. They have two, three, four-inch, 12-gauge needles. Also, a two-inch closed-tip needle, perfect for shooting fatty meats. They sell replacement stock needle adapters and plug screws. They have a great upgrade you can buy to make a Chops Full Power Injector System bulletproof. How about metal needle adapters if you're looking for it? They got it. Chops Power Injector System. Give your barbecue power. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. The website, by the way, Barbecue Kansas City. B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. BarbecueKansasCity.com. I'm telling you, if you use it, the first time you use it, you'll be like, how was anybody using one needle? Nobody's using that. Forget it. Chops Power Injector System. All right, let's wrap up the first hour coming back. Stick around. Be right back. interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. That is your two bits of contact information. What is this? These you these users have viewed Barbecue Central. Thalamus is the largest research database. Thalamus. I have no idea what Thalamus is. Anybody on Thalamus? Never seen it. I love it when I get updates for my stuff that I have no idea, like, how the hell I even got it. How did that even happen? John Dawson, do you know Thalamus? Is Pit Barrel on Thalamus? I don't know. All right, that's going to wrap up the first hour. Thanks again to Max Good from AmazingRibs.com for joining me this past segment. If you're looking to get a new smoker, if you want some data, some reliable third-party unbiased information amazingribs.com is a place you're going to want to go and look under the top recommendations the list is being published in like almost every major outdoor cooking publication right now amongst other things where was it just picked up at like 
I forget. I don't want to say the wrong name. It's, it's foolish. It was big, though. It was a big name. So it's out there. If you want the backup information, if you want to do a little research before you're spending the money, that's a place to go. Amazingribs.com. All right, we're going to step away here briefly, and when we come back, we'll start the second hour. Don't forget, top of the second hour, we're going to be giving away a copy of Jamie Provines' new book, New American Barbecue, a modern spin on the classics, available for sale right today. First day, second week in a row, we've had the author come on as it drops, same day. All right. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine, how's it going? We have a great show of a big fan. So what, what what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate two feet before we nursed. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's a shit face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we're in the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central show. You found it. Congratulations, everybody. We talk about the happenings of barbecue stuff, grilling stuff. If you missed the first hour, shame on you. Where were you? Don't fret, though. You can always go back starting at 11.55 this evening, get the podcast. I know uh, Matt Boer is in the chat room. He was wondering during Chad's show who the beer sponsor is tonight. Not a beer sponsor, but one of my favorite beers ever, the Anchor Steam. Love it. Matt, can you guess the alcohol content on Anchor Steam? Uh, Can I find the alcohol content on Anchor Steam? No. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's good. If uh, 17 State Brewing Company drops me as a uh, beer sponsor, uh, I'll be happy to solicit any beer from Anchor Steam. It's quite delicious. If you've never had it, I highly recommend it. 
Coming up a little bit later in the show, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. And uh, helping me close the show tonight, Chad Ward, Whiskey Ben Barbecue and Whiskey Ben Barbecue Supply uh, part proprietor. And Michael McDearman, the director of the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. And I believe those two are now kind of in cahoots on the business side of things. So if you didn't hear about it on Chad's show between 7 and 9, there was a little bit of a, a situation with Chad's computer shutting down. I think the computer was like, what the hell? What We're doing an actual live show. It's been four weeks since we've done a live show. I can't do this all on my own. All right, still to come. I'm sorry. So that's what you have still to come on the show tonight. The Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour rolled into Overland Park, Kansas this past weekend. This was a local event that feeds the Midwest City, Oklahoma regional final in the top 16s. Moving on are your grand champion. Uh, Dirt Road Barbecue with a 688.4. Tebow Creek Barbecue is your reserve. Fifty Shades of Q is third place. J-Star Barbecue, fourth. Blazing Cattles Barbecue, fifth. And rounding out the top six, Squeal Like a Pig Barbecue. Squeal Like a Pig! Let me see here. Yeah, I, I'm looking. It's almost like a no-age statement on some of the whiskey and alcohol that's out there. I figured it would be here on the back. Worst case scenario would be here on the back. All right, hey, you do you... Uh, I'm sorry, let me get back. The next Sam's Club event is coming up this weekend, May 7th in St. Charles, Missouri. Good luck to all those competing. So now we are going to give away a copy of Jamie Provience's book. So let me go ahead and get into it here. All right, welcome to Winery or Rehab. Hey, everybody. Uh, go ahead and call in right now, 216-220-0966. 216-220-0966 for your chance to win a copy of Jamie Provines's book for absolutely free. I am still trying to find the alcohol content on it. Like, I know it's 12 ounces, right? I know that. I know what a bottle feels like. The new book is entitled Weber's New American Barbecue, a modern spin on the classics. Once again, written by Jamie Perviance. So if you are interested in getting a copy of this book right here, which I may or may not sign because Jamie made it sound like that may or may not be a good idea. Maybe a good idea. Here you go. It is 300 pages. Bunch of good stuff in here. I was thumbing through it. You want to make this? Yeah, you do. Looks delish. The San Antonio brisket enchiladas. Enchiladas? So uh, just give me a shout. 216-220-0966. If you can guess three out of five, winery or rehab, you get a chance to uh, win the book. Uh, and I believe on Amazon it's 15 bucks. 
So worst case scenario, you're saving 15 bucks, but you're gaining a great base of knowledge with this book. Again, it's called uh, Weber's New American Barbecue, a modern spin on the classics. Whoa, man. I would love to make uh, a book, a barbecue book, because I just want to, like, do all the the cooking and stuff, right? I mean, I, I, I would. I'm not sure it would probably sell, like, you know, crap, but... You know, whatever. I mean, I'm not a big name. I'm not a name that's known for cooking in the industry like some other folks. But I would sure have fun trying to make recipes. Do you get, is that the deal in the, in the, uh, in the advance? Do they advance you money or extra money to do all the testing, if you will? If they do, I mean, that would be great. I would love that. All right, uh, 216-220-0966 for your chance to play winery or rehab to win Jamie Provines' book. We'll give it a couple more minutes because we're rapidly running out of time. All right, here we go. I know if I only said it like 17 times, somebody would call in. All right, let me get my music back up. Here we go. Uh, we go to area code 605. Name and where you're calling from. Hello? Hello? Yes. Who's this? This is Ryan. Hey, Ryan. How are you, buddy? Oh, magical. All right, magical. I love that. All right, Ryan, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the game Winery or Rehab. Uh... uh... Six one two eighty. Enjoy a long walk on the beach. Nice. And a crown and water. Who doesn't? All right. So we're gonna play winery or rehab, Ryan. You have any idea how this is gonna work? No clue. All right. So here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna ask you. Or I'm, I'm gonna tell you a name. Simply put, you're gonna tell me if the name I told you is a winery or a rehab. Now, it's tricky, obviously, because, you know, if it was easy, anybody could play. But, Ryan, you have the stones to call in and potentially win or lose right here on National Internet Radio. So that's the way it's going to go. you got to answer three right. So, for instance, I'll give you a name like Tina, and you would say winery or rehab. And then I'm going to unveil if it's a winery or rehab. You know, very easy. You get it? Roger that. All right, let's play. Ryan is on the line trying his hand at winning Jamie Provence's new book, New American Barbecue. Here is the first name. The Old Mill. The Old Mill. Is that a winery or a rehab? I'm going to go with winery. All right, you're going to go with winery. We'll lock you in on winery. The Old Mill is a winery. You've done it. Yahtzee. All right, so you got one. Two more to win the book. Let's go ahead and give you another question here. Winery or rehab? How about Woodstone? Winery or rehab? Woodstone. 
I'm going to go rehab. All right. Lock you in on rehab. Woodstone is indeed a winery. All right, one for one. or uh, One right, one wrong, I mean. Here we go. Next question. Uh-oh, what did I just hit? Sorry. The Shamrock. Winery or rehab? The Shamrock. Winery. Winery? We'll lock you in on winery for the Shamrock. Uh-oh. Hold on a second here. It is a winery. Congratulations. Yes, please. All right. One more for the book, Ryan. Are you ready? More than ever. All right. Here we go. Tell me now, is this name a winery or rehab? The Lighthouse. Winery or rehab? Rehab. All right. Lock you in for rehab. The lighthouse is a rehab. Wow. Look at you coming from uh, behind of sorts. But you've done it. There you go. So here's what you need to do. Send me your shipping info. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. That's Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. And I will send you a copy of this book right here Weber's New American Barbecue by Jamie Provines. Easy enough? Would you sign it for me? I'll sign it if you want me to. Please do. All right. I will. Shoot me that email. And thanks for playing, Ryan. Well, Roger that 10 4. You got it. There he is. It's Ryan. Ryan wants me to sign the book. Am I allowed to do that? Remps apparently needs less winery and more rehab tonight. It's I'm drawing out. All right, I'm over. So let's go ahead and uh, get to it. Thanks to Ryan. Shoot me the email, Ryan. Don't forget. Very embarrassing if you forget. He said Yahtzee a lot. Yahtzee? Yahtzee! All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the easiest way to make your barbecue better than anybody else's on the planet. You head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. Boom. Lots of stuff going on, right? You have the injections, which everybody knows about. Now the rubs are becoming more and more well-known, prevalent, widely available. Everybody's using them. The standbys, of course, the honey rub, the premium rub. The steak and brisket rub. Now you have pecan, you have cherry, you have chipotle or chipotle, and you have the premium double secret extra special blend. Come on. What are you waiting for? All this new stuff? Have you tried it yet? My favorite product in the last five years is grilling oil. I'm using it all the time. I use it to cook eggs. I use it to, uh, the other night I made hamburgers. I took the grilling oil, I took a brush, I uh, doused a little bit on my buns, hamburger buns, put them right on the grill to get a nice crispy brown. The grilling oil is one of the greatest inventions ever made, maybe in history. I mean, it sounds like I'm being funny when I say that, but I'm not. Three different flavors, butter, 
Steakhouse, and Chipotle. So buy a bunch of those. My favorite is the butter, i got to be honest. It works with everything. You can put it in spaghetti if you want. You can Anything you want butter flavor in, beautiful. Come on. I like John Dawson's idea for the next giveaway. Micro-brew names. Brew or BS. Love it. Here's what you do. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Okay? Get the injections. Get all the rubs. Get all the grilling oils. And before you hit checkout, get the sauce as well. The sweet barbecue sauce is something that dreams are made of. No liquid smoke either. I know there's a big thing going on in the chat room about liquid smoke. Dave did not put liquid smoke in his sauce. I love it. So, head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. And buy all of the stuff. You're going to be happy that you did. And if you have any bad injection from another commercially made company and you don't like it, you can trade that into Dave as well. Go to his website, click on the trade-in link, and watch your worries disappear. Doesn't get any better than Dave Bosco at Butcher Barbecue. No way. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We're back with Ray Lampy right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for pellets for the pellet-fired cookers. You're not using them? Shame on you. You should be. It doesn't void any warranties. I mean, give me a break. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Visit cookandpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also buy them at amazon.com. You ever heard of amazon.com? Yeah, of course you have. You can buy them there as well. Cooking Pellets also has their own app. Download the app. Go to the website. Download the app. Very easy. All right. uh, Joining me now for his monthly visit, although uh, belabored for an extra 60 minutes, so I do apologize, to a Hall of Fame. What a prick I am. I kept the barbecue hall of fame. Can you wait an extra? What a dick. Ray Lampy joining me here on the show. Hey, Ray. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Uh, Ray, appreciate you making time for the show tonight and bumping back That's a little bit. So, nah, yeah, I know. I got Jamie on the mind. I sounded like such an idiot. I was trying to get out of the segment with him, and my words just, I wish I could say I was drinking heavily and they were just mixing together, but I just, just didn't happen with him at the end. What are you going to do, right? Jamie's Jamie's a rock star, man. So let me let, let me him. ask you about, you know, it's funny because we we get to talk with you every month, and I think sometimes it becomes kind of like uh, normal. We see you in your prolific uh, cookbook writer. You've seen a lot of success there. You're on the television. You're the corporate chef for Big Green Egg. All this stuff, but. When you're here all the time, it almost seems like it's like Santa Claus, right? I mean, you hear about it for so long, and Ray's just here. For people that don't understand the guy that we had at the nine fourteen hour, like, what is Jamie Provyance in the industry? Um, first, let me tell you a story. I yep. uh, I knew we were going to talk about cookbooks a little tonight, so I went and looked at what year my first one came out because I really didn't remember. It was two thousand and five. So 
I had a new book coming out. I mean, it, back then there wasn't that many barbecue books. So I went to the IACP conference, International Association of Culinary Professionals. Steve Reichlin had been involved there for years. Um, Julia Child was, was the founder and the backbone of that organization in the early days. And Julia was a big barbecue fan. So like Paul Kirk and Jim Tab and them guys did some barbecues for him. So barbecue, they were barbecue friendly, but there wasn't a lot of barbecue members, you know. So, But I wanted to kind of stick my nose in that business. There was a lot of cookbook authors there. So I went and I didn't hardly know anybody. And I was wandering around by myself going to the seminars and stuff. And I was sitting in this hallway on a, on a phone call. And this guy comes over and, and is standing there waiting to introduce himself to me. So I finish up my call and he says, hi, Ray, my name is Jamie Proviance. I'd like to introduce myself. I saw your new cookbook. I think it looks great. And I just wanted to say hi. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Um, so that's how, that's the guy Jamie really is. Uh, I'll probably see him at Memphis in May this year. I, we're actually friends. I, I actually like Jamie um, a lot. He, in the industry, I mean, he's a rock star, man, because, you know, yeah, you get to write books for Weber and it comes with all that marketing machine, but you have to write kick-ass books, you know. You can't write no slouchy books and be the Weber guy. What what he's told me, and he probably told you that story today, every recipe they do, or he does, they have an, they give it an A, a B, or a C, and nothing goes in the book that isn't an A. If it's a B or a C and they really like it, they maybe try to fix it. But nothing goes in a book that isn't an A. Well, that's a really high level of cookbook writing. I mean, most of us don't have the ability to do that because you've got a deadline and, and you've got to get the book written. You know, I mean, I would love to say every recipe in my books is an A, but it's not. So Jamie, Jamie's killing it, man. He's, a, he's, you know, he's up there at that big level. Him and Steven. I was just looking at the Amazon rankings for barbecue books just to kind of round myself out and Jamie and Steven are kicking all the rest of our asses. You know, we've talked about uh, where we've had cookbook authors here the last couple weeks, and you know, certainly we have you once a month as well. And there seems to be an influx of markets to the book here, or uh, an influx of books to the market here over the last you know three four weeks. Is it just because it's grilling season in that kind of or in that type of year, and and that's why we're seeing kind of this big push on a bunch of different books? Well, this seems to be the biggest year I remember. Um, you know, it's funny. I I just also looked at uh, um, the Barbecue Bible came out in 1998, and I think How to Grill came out in 2001. I think I was just looking at them, and my first book came out in 2005. And really, Mike Mills' book came out I think that same year. I think Paul had a book come out the year before. But I mean, there really wasn't very many real barbecue books, and. Uh, so I wrote three. I wrote one came out in 05, 06, and 07. And honestly, we were looking at each other like, well, if this is over. How many more barbecue books can you write? You know, there's only so many of that can be even exist. Well, obviously, we were wrong. You know, I just finished up my ninth and and they're just flooding the market and seem to be selling well. So but I, I, not everybody comes out with one every year. And it just seems like this is a big year. Ray, are you surprised that there hasn't been a satiation of barbecue cookbooks, you know, from when the first one was until, you know, where we are? I mean, I got Jamie's book, I got DVQ's book, I got uh, the Grill Stock book, you know, just right off the top of my head that it showed up. Meathead's got a book coming out here. Can we reach a point where it's just all going to be retread and, and redone and a better mousetrap and it's going to die down in popularity at all? 
Well, I don't, you know, we're, they're still writing Italian cookbooks and Chinese cookbooks, you know, I mean, how many of those you think there is? I, I feel the same way about restaurants. So I don't know. Gosh, it sure feels like it. I mean, how many different ways can we talk about cooking a brisket? I, I, but you know, I just wrote my ninth and I'm hoping to write another one too. So I, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said, I think it's over. Um, I think the pressure is on us to, to do something different. Uh, you know, you can't just keep writing the same book over and over. And, and, and I, I wonder, I, I don't, I don't look at them all that much. I've got just about every one here in my office, but I, I don't really look at them that often. I don't want to accidentally steal somebody's idea or recipe. So I always feel that because if I look at something and say, well, that's a good idea. And then uh, two years from now, I'm writing a book and I come up with this great idea that happens to be that idea I stole out of somebody's book two years ago. So I honestly don't look at them all that much, you know, I, so I don't know who's doing what. Um, but I don't know. People are buying them. I don't see how they cannot be cannibalizing each other, though. If you decide you're going to buy four barbecue books this summer, that means there's about 10 you're not buying. I almost liken it to a, you know, kind of in a, in a microcosm or a vacuum to music, right? I mean, how many songs can you write? How many times are, you know, new artists that are coming up right now that are listening to what their parents used to listen to and the grandparents used to listen to? I mean, I have a daughter that's 14 years old, so she's getting influenced by whatever popular stuff is out there now. But she's also listens to my rap music from 88 to 92 when I swear I was black and from the street. Uh, she also listens to grunge rock from the 90s. She listens to new rock uh, now, some classic rock. So inevitably with musicians, I mean, how much it, it's got to be incredibly difficult to keep coming up with original stuff that nobody's ever done. And that's probably why you see more lawsuits than ever with that was my song or that was his songs at this point. It, it's got to be similar to the cookbook stuff. And And I think what I've seen in some books now is a guy penning a book with some of his own original stuff, but now he's also getting, hey, my friend Ray gave me this recipe, and hey, my friend Greg from Cleveland gave me this recipe, and his mom did this recipe. So it's almost like a collaboration book with some of these guys. Yeah, well, I mean, hell, I did that in 2005. There was a bunch of uh, recipes in in my first book because, same thing, you know, with my friends because they were the barbecue guys. Um I was I was really doing it in the spirit of of sharing it a little bit with my friends and because they were interesting people and allowed me to tell a story and and use a cool recipe. I would actually call somebody and say, "Hey, I remember that thing you cooked that I really liked?" Um, I always remember Ted Reader gave me a recipe for you marinate the pound the pineapple in rum. You take the pineapple out, you grill the pineapple, and drink the rum. <laughs> So recipes like that, it's always fun to add those kind of recipes to your book. What what I think, you know, the music analogy is an interesting one because what I think, you know, you talk about classic rock, which is what I grew up on and still listen to compared to modern day music. It's really very different. It, I'm not sure evolution is the right word, but it's changed. It's, it's you know, it's taken a long way down the path. With barbecue, we all want to stick to those roots and those traditions, and there's only so many ways you can cook a brisket the right way. For me personally, after those first three books, I was looking hard for what, how could I expand my horizons so that I could continue to have a career. Um, the fourth book I wrote was the NFL cookbook, and, and that was 
a lucky break. We came up with a good idea and we somehow got the NFL to agree to be part of it. Um, and then from there, I, I wrote, I forget what was next. Uh, oh, Ribs, Chops, Steaks and Wings, I think was the next one, which was kind of a cool idea, a, a different angle of barbecue, you know. And and then um, I, I, the, 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 the only other barbecue book, true barbecue book I've written since then was Slow Fire. And that was just a really good idea to redo a beginner's guide. You know, the, the idea was all these books and then they certainly are the new ones all are are hero books. I am the, you know, the god of all barbecue and this is how I do it. And, and hey, I've written some of those. I'm not I'm not bashing that. But the idea was to write the beginner's guide, just tone it down and simplify it. Um, and that's that's been my best selling book ever. Uh, but you know, then pork chop and flavorize, those aren't really barbecue books and, and now the big green egg book, of course, will be uh, you know, specific to Big Green Egg. There's some barbecue in there, but a whole lot of other stuff too, pizzas and and other things. So for me, I've tried to get away from just barbecue, um, you know, and it's been a, a long evolution to make that happen. And I think that's worked. I'm not sure, you know, everybody that's writing barbecue books, do they have that ability? Do they want to do it? Or they, do they have the interest in it? I don't know. But you can't just write the same book over and over. Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, joining me here on the show for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. His website, by the way, drbbq.com. Ray, one last question on the book stuff, I guess, before we transition out a little bit. Well, there's probably one more question on that, but the top three or four books that you would recommend or that you would go back to if you were asked, what are those? Well, the two books I started on, um, well, three, the, the original barbecue book, there were no barbecue books when I was coming up, except uh, that book called Barbecue and Sausage Making Secrets by a guy named Charlie Note, K-N-O-T-E. That was, to my knowledge, the first real barbecue book that any of us cared about. And Charlie would come to the cook-offs and walk, carry him around in a bag. It was, a, it was like a comb-bound book, and you'd buy one. And I actually gave mine away, and I don't have a copy in Charlie's past. I wish I still did. But um, it was the science of barbecue. He was a meat scientist, but it was crazily written. And and so that was the book that I started on. And then um, Smoke and Spice came out, which was really fun for us all. But honestly, you know, I mean, everybody reveres Smoke and Spice by the Jamesons, but it was you know, there was some major technical flaws in, in that book originally. I think they fixed it now, but like cooking a pork butt to 165 to pull and stuff like that that we all now know were these were major technical flaws. So I, I'm always kind of surprised that people still talk so well about that book. And I think it still sells well. I and mean, I think it's been fixed, but but you know, we we've learned a lot since then. So that would be the other one. And the uh, the third book that came along that influenced me was it's not a great book, but it was just uh, it, by John Willingham, because uh, John was just such a stud, and he wrote this book, and there was really some good info in there. One of the things I still quote all the time: people ask you, uh, should, you know, should I put mustard on the meat before I rub it? Should I put some vinegar on it or something? John Willingham's book he talks about putting the rub directly on the meat, and that it will draw a little bit of the moisture out from the meat, but then the rub is stuck right to the meat. And the only thing that's combining with it is juice from the meat. It's not going to dry that meat out, but it, that's what happens. As opposed to putting 
oil or mustard or something on there that's going to be a barrier and now you've got that bark is going to have a flavor of that as opposed to a meat flavor and that's you know but there was so little to read back then but those are the ones as are you know i mean those are pretty obscure but those are the ones that i got started with right i'm going to ask you to speculate here on a on a broad scale but you know and as you well know you know back in 2005 the book writing game or getting into the book writing business much different than it is now 11 years i think back then there was still probably a, a good opportunity to make some real money is there is there an opportunity to make good money writing books at this point or do you have to be like some big celebrity in order to get that big advance and and all this other stuff well it's definitely in the cookbook world it is the 95 principle you know, five percent of the people are making ninety-five percent of the money, um, and most of them are call are named uh, Ina Garten and uh, um, the Pioneer Woman, oh, and uh, the Food Network people all do pretty well. And Rachel Ray, you know, those are the people that are selling the books. Um, I, Stephen Rakeland is certainly in that category, and so is Jamie. Stephen, when he got inducted into Barbecue Hall of Fame last year, said, uh, "I forget who it said it was, but someone that was his mentor when he was getting started." told him, now, Stephen, you're never really going to be able to make a full career out of cookbook writing. And he just kind of laughed because Stephen, a couple of his books have sold, I understand, over 2 million copies yeah. each. And a ballpark figure to make a guess of how much you make on a book is a dollar a copy. Um, it, it fluctuates. But, you know, if you wanted to make a guess, that that's a ballpark of of what you might make. So is there still money to be made? Yeah, you know, there is. But it, it's different for sure. Uh when I first got in, yeah, the advances were decent, you know, and then it dipped. I, I've been able to hang in because I have a track record. It's one of them businesses where if you have a track record, you can't get a book deal unless you already had a book deal kind of thing, you know. But once you've done a couple and they know you will show up on time with the copy and you you won't they won't have to find you drunk somewhere to finish the book and, you know, the old days of writing, once you have that good track record, it's you can get a deal. But... My understanding, for me, it's been okay, but again, I've been in the business a long time. Uh, my understanding is the advances are pretty low these days, but that doesn't mean you can't make money. The way it works is your advance gets earned out. It's all based on royalties, so whatever that royalties is, like I said, for it's always kind of in the neighborhood of a dollar a book is a guess. So if they give me $20,000 or $100,000, when I sell twenty thousand books or a hundred thousand books, I've kind of at some point you get you get figures and you meet that out, and then you get some more money. If they gave me five thousand, I still get the same money, but I get more of it. I get I get it in smaller pieces, and I don't get that money up front when I need it when I'm trying to lock myself in a room for six months to write a cookbook. Ray Lampy joining me here on the show. All right, so uh, one last question here before I let you go, Ray, and always appreciate the time. There was a post made on a barbecue forum and it said hey i know a guy who had a large big green egg it was caught in a storm so i'm, imag I'm imagining this is probably down in texas somewhere and it, it got flooded the thing was probably half filled with water probably for four or five days and they finally got back to it after everything kind of weaned back down and he was wondering if it's salvageable if he should toss it away or i mean my thought was hey drain it out, let it dry, light a fire, and, and off and, and go, you're running. But you're the big green egg guy. What will your thoughts be? I mean, definitely not my expertise. So <laughs> take it for what it's worth. I'm the chef, not the 
the R and D guy. But if it was the water was clean, I'm, I'm with you. I think I'd let it dry out. But honestly, what I would do is call Bruce at Big Green Egg and get a hold of him. I don't know. You'll you'll have a hard time probably working the path to get to Bruce, but Bruce knows all that stuff. Uh, track him down, and and you'll get a real answer. But I would think once it dried out. It'd probably be okay. I mean, we get, we have great stories of them being caught in tornadoes and Katrina and all these you know stories that people have fished them out of their backyard and fired them up. Uh, so, I, but I, I you know I'm not the guy. I'm I'm not a real doctor. Uh, right, Memphis and May is just in the offing. So, do you have any predictions? Do you see the shed repeating? Do you see uh, do you see Chris Lilly coming back? I mean, where do you uh, wait? Would it be Chris Lilly repeating this year if you want? One of the, I mean, I said one last year, I think. Yeah. So, like, who do you see uh, coming in this year? A, a standard name that we've heard before? Or do you see somebody running up and punking the rest down? Man, Chris is so smooth. Right. It's, it's hard to. He's got to be the favorite every year. But the shed, they, they, I think they won hog the year before, and yep. they, you know, they won it again last year, and they won the overall. So they're they're certainly strong. But man, you can never count out Mark Lambert. You know, and. Uh, and Melissa and Myron. Myron's been kind of quiet around there the last couple of years. I don't think he's done. Um, so and my, you know, with Michael, he's got Michael hanging around, and they, they kind of got some new energy. I don't know. They those guys got a lot of other stuff going on, but I would never count them out. But if I was a betting man, uh, how do you not bet on Chris Lilly? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ray Lampy joins me here every month. Uh, Doctor Barbecue, drbbq.com, his website. If you have a question you'd like us to uh, pitch around here during a future show, askdrbbq.com. Ray, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, good to talk to you, Greg. See you. You got it. There he is, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. Hall of Fame. Uh, not inductee. Hall of Famer. I can just say Hall of Famer, right? Absolutely, Ray Lampy. All right, uh, there you go. Hopefully you enjoyed that. A lot about the a lot of insider cookbook stuff. Cook Shack manufacturers, smoker ovens, and barbecue lovers. Cook Shack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Whether you barbecue in your backyard, in the competition circuit, or a five-star dining facility, Cook Shack has a unit that will do the job for you. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoking and grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website, cookshack.com, or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, or the Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were created by a champion, Fast Ed Fast Eddie Morin. The FEC 100 and PG 1000 are always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow or hot and fast, the pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack Residential Electric Smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in an oven, you can make on a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing with quality always being the top priority. Get the best in barbecue since 1962 and call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698 or visit the website cookshack.com. Cookshack. Love them. By the way, I think Ed Morin won some Baja thing from Mexico to California. Shout out to Eddie. Where you at, boy? We're back with Chad Ward and McD right after this. Who knows what's going to happen? Stick around. We'll be right back.
and the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back to 16220 Greg at the This portion of the show being brought to you by me. I have partnered with AmazingRibs.com to produce exclusive content for Meathead and the folks at The Pit. So, for 25 bucks for the year. I said a year, not a month, porno freaks. For $25 a year, you get the forum, you get all this extra access, plus a weekly show by me. It's pre-recorded. I do a lot of news stuff. It's great. It's way different than this show. Much better. All right, let's go ahead and race over to the hotline. And welcome back to friends of mine, Michael McDiarmid, Chad Ward, Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit, and the Sam's Club National Series uh, Barbecue Director Presidente. Gentlemen, as always, the pleasure is mine. I mean, where do we start here, fellas? Uh, I guess, Michael, let's start with you. Um, Presidente. You're not the El Presidente? Well, it's an election year. I don't want to get lumped in. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, Chad, get some heat on uh, McDee's microphone here, buddy. What do you know? You got a show? You got a show or what? Check, check. Yeah, that's right. I like that. That must be Griff's mic. That guy's always got crazy heat on his mic. Chad, what's up? You, you got your co-host that's blaring up. I mean, you're the host, right? I, I am the host. I mean, I'm, I'm always loud and proud, Greg. Come on now. Come on now. All right, so, uh, Michael, talk to me quickly about the Sam's Club National Barbecue Series. Uh, we had the first regional round here two weeks ago. We were in uh, Overland Park, Kansas last week for another local choir. For So, I mean, like, how are you seeing it a few months in here, and, and what's your overall evaluation of where we sit present day? Well, it's hard to believe that we're already 10 events in and, and 31 yep. events total. So we're a third of the way through the year. Um, you know, to sit there and look at, at the 10 teams that have moved on, I'm very proud of, of one, Iowa Smoky D's, for yep. being the only team ever to move to the uh, finals every single year. Uh, that's a feat unto itself, so I definitely want to give them props. You know, when you look at the Sam's Club Tour, $2.81 million by the end of this year that we've given out in prize money. It's just remarkable to think of the support that we've got in barbecue and how hot it's gotten. Uh, Michael, I know we still have three regional rounds left to feed four. the overall final. I'm sorry, four. To feed the overall finals to get your final 50. But is it out of line to say, given the performance of Iowa Smoky D's, that they would be kind of a line favorite at this point to take an overall championship? There is such a small margin at the finals. All master judges, by the way. We don't use anybody who's not a master judge at the finals. And then uh, that's in KCBS. You all start with raw meat. It's anybody's game. You're already champions of champions. Uh, you look at the first year, and that's what I like to look at. Tippy Canoe, uh, they came yeah. in, and at the local level, they got about sixth place, I think, and had a, a good but adequate regional then they came through and and rocked and had a month where the royal sam's yeah. club and a couple other gcs yep. they had just a, a fantastic month there it's anybody's game uh, michael McDermott is being very politic uh, political chad so you weigh in i mean look at iowa smoky d's performance uh, the wins uh, they're winning multiple sanctioning bodies now what do you think about a favorite for uh, darren worth and sherry let me tell you man my, my, my buddy griff likes to say any given saturday 
but I would never, ever, ever bet against Darren, Darren Worth and Smokey D's. I mean, him and Sherry, they, they are cooking all over the country. That they, you know, and, 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 and they just, they show up. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I would, right now, odds on going in with only one region qualified with 10 guys in that region and some good guys, man. I mean, you got uh, oh, yeah. Team America with Jason Stuckey and, but but I tell you right now, if the odds right now in Vegas weren't four to one Iowa Smoky D's, I'd get down. That's right. From a from a professional bookmaker, by the way, Chad Ward Whiskey Band Barbecue, uh, Chad. So here it is. Um, we'll get to the competition here in a second. But during your show, and I guess why uh, Michael's uh, well, I mean he's in there for business, but there was other business to be done uh, within the Whiskey Band confines as well. There seems to be some type of a, of a synergy going on between you guys, and it's not just the mutual love fest. What's going on there? No, I appreciate you bringing it up, Greg. Yep. You know, Mike, Michael and I have been friends from really the beginning of Barbecue Together. Yeah. It, it seemed like me and him kind of approached it at the same time. Uh, him on more of a grill master personality level, me more on a cook team level. Um, and, and then, you know, with with your, with your uh, kind of help becoming a, a, a radio show guy, even though it was on a, on a porn station previously. Um, <laughs> but, but long story short, it just came to a time, you know, here towards the end of uh, 2015, me and Michael sat down and said, you know, it makes sense to, to, to bring you into the Whiskey Bent brand. And and I've been fortunate to have, you know, my, my ex-wife, Nicole, which is a, a partner on the store side um, and, and, and in other ventures, too. But Nicole really runs the day-to-day of the store, and we've got a great crew, and Timmy and Danny and Griff and Ryan Gregory. And, and those guys do a great job, but where we needed a lot of help was on our online side. And there's a lot of other things me and Michael have talked about on growing this Whiskey Bent brand, whether it be, you know, promotion, online content, five or six other things we don't want to talk about in specifics. And so it just, you know, tonight on the show, we announced that uh, Michael's 100% Whiskey Bent, man. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and we've got a lot of great plans. And it's two good friends and two good barbecue personalities working together. And, and, and we think it's not only, you know, for the best of us, but for the best of the barbecue community to, uh, to, 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 you know, we're looking for a high tide to lift all boats. And, uh, and, and, and we'll be reaching out to a lot of folks here in the next two or three months uh, to bring them on board. So that's really what all tonight was about. Yeah. Michael, you're a business guy. You've seen success buying into restaurants. You've seen success on the competition scene, being the Sam's director, doing the high heat grilling there initially, but you know, and growing into the role that you're in now. So, how are you visualizing the whiskey bent brand? And it can be high level, of course. Chad uh, doesn't want to talk about anything specific. Nobody ever wants to talk about anything goddamn specific on this show. You're on the biggest friggin' radio show, well, internet show, on uh, for barbecue and grilling. Nobody wants to talk specific. Nevertheless, Michael, uh, talk to me uh, about you know where you see or, or what you're hoping to do here over the next few years or so. Well, before Michael gets to oh. talk, and I'll give him a second. Yeah. I mean, first thing we're talking about is maybe a seven-figure buyout. Of course. <laughs> Of the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Oh, okay. My ears are open, everybody. Hey, <laughs> Greg, you know where my loyalties lie. I'm yeah. the only one who's been in that studio and this studio. I know, right? So I'm loving both shows. No doubt. All right. So, uh, talk to me, Michael, on you know from a brand standpoint, and uh, you know from a high level. 
12 to, to 24 months thing, like where, where would you like to see or, or what are the, the ideas of growing forward with the Whiskey Men brand? Well, the biggest thing is, is as we look at barbecue as a brand itself, as an industry, it's really in the fledgling stages. You just got done talking with Ray about how the cookbooks, you know, you've got a, per, a great cycle. You've got a lot of, of people who, who have written books, but there's still more. I love Ray's point about Chinese and Italian. There's plenty of people still writing books out yep. there. But really, as far as educating the uh, people out there, I think that they're, we're just at that cusp. And a lot of people think they're the grill master or pit master in their own, our own backyard. But we are able to take that and put it out there for everybody, whether it be the pit master side or the hot and fast grill master side, and really give them what they can use. And that's where we're going to come at it from Whiskey Bent, uh, with Whiskey Bent's providing all those different products but also that uh, information as well. We're going to be the go-to. And whether it's um, events, whether it's organized, I mean, I run the world's largest barbecue contest right now, $500,000 and 750 teams, uh, 31 events in 32 weeks. Most civic groups take six months just to plan one event. Uh, we have a lot to bring to the table that I think that a lot of folks are going to be interested in, and it's going to be a really exciting time. And, and we only see a huge pendulum swing up as far as barbecue and everything that goes along with it. Do you see it growing in a national type of state? I mean, you're in Florida, which, you know. We've got to say international now. National is no longer relevant. It's everywhere. All of, Everybody's interested in it. You see explosive growth. KCBS alone went from 400 and some odd contests to 500. And uh, where Sam's used to be 8% of the KCBS contests, it's now less than 5% because of that explosive growth internationally. We had teams register for tour from Japan, from New Zealand, from all other, around the world. Uh, you know, you look at the Jack Daniels, it has a booming number. They're going to run out of space pretty soon as far as the international teams and all the interest that's going along with it chad you're going to write a book about this uh, no 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 well you know i mean uh, you know, the, <laughs> if it's the, an audio book you can record it <laughs> the, uh, I, I wish i had time to sit down and write a book and that's one of the reasons for for bringing michael on board is you know that, that there's so much going on and and getting pulled in so many different ways that being able to have a partner like michael you know along with nicole to, to you know to handle the day-to-days of, of these different businesses it just makes a lot of sense. And, and, and I completely agree with Michael. I mean, as, as I get to go out more and travel the country and do classes, and, and we've got a lot of international demand, it's just trying to sync it all up on a class point of view of, of where we can, you know, go, go to England, go to Ireland, go to Norway, and then circle back around without it being three separate trips. Don't forget about the folks down under, Asia. It's oh, yeah. every yeah. single place you yeah. can go. And, 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 and that's really cool demand to get because it's like, well, I'm, I'm just a kind of overweight, a really overweight dude from Embryo Polk County, but you want me to come and put on classes? You want to hear Mikey D's story about, you know, what's going on on, on the hot and fire, you know, the hot and grilling side? And uh, so, yeah, so it, it, it's going to be great, and I'm really looking forward to it, and, and I think you're going to see a lot grow out of it. But from a cookbook side of things, sitting down and writing a story, the number one cookbook I would buy yeah. when it's published, yeah, Tony Rempe. Oh, what a suck ass! <laughs> Is that a, get a golf clap? Do we do that? No, no, no. Well, when we talk Tony Rempe cookbook, it's not oh, a golf Lord. clap. It's a woo woo. <laughs> oh my lord! Because uh, dude, it was so good to hang out with her and Bill Rempe in, in, in Venice here. And I know, I know you want to hit on that in a bit, but 
you just get to talking about Connie about cooking. And I'm surprised Bill stays so slim. I mean, dude, that, that, that woman's cooking with a little bit of a Paula Dean in her. Yeah, oh, no doubt about it. I mean, growing up. Who are you talking to? I grew up in that house, so uh, you know, absolutely uh, one of the most uh, phenomenal cooks I've uh, ever seen. Inspires me to cook uh, each and every day, uh, no doubt about it. So, uh, Chad, let's go ahead and, and break it down. I'm sorry for the uh, horrible segues here, but uh, you know, a couple weeks ago was Venice, and I think you guys were cooking well, and, and I, I really missed like a week. I told my parents, I was like, man, you know, Chad's lining up again. They were doing some things the week before that they were going to fix, and I think he's in line to, to GC and Venice. Uh, a week later, this past weekend in Boca was actually when it hit. So, from a, from a cook standpoint, you know what changes from one week to the next? Was there something you were missing? Is it just a judge thing? Was it an FBA or a KCBS thing? Because they were different sanctioning bodies this time. How do you look at it? No, it, 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 it's a great question, Greg. Uh, you know, first off, our our chicken's been shit in the bed all year. Um, it wasn't until after Venice. Um, you know, the one of my IPC uh, barbecue team members gave me a tip that we, you know, used in Boca. It got our scores up. Uh, in Venice, our ribs were too tight. We, we cooked our usual schedule, but we had some monster thick ribs. And they just, they, 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 they just, they just got in the box and they were tight and they weren't good. Our pork and brisket, which has been our savior, both hit sixth and fourth. Um, and then come to Venice this past weekend, our ribs were done an hour and a half early. <laughs> but, but, or Bug Raton, sorry. Bug Raton this past weekend, our ribs were done an hour and a half early. But we saved them. Our chicken was done uh, 45 minutes early. Um, it had the, the flavor we were looking for, but because we kind of drug it out, the skin was a little tough. So we took a fifth in chicken, but then first in the other three. Yeah. And uh, but but I will tell you what, man. That you know Mike Lake, which you know who Mike Lake is, right? There, KCBS. No, never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you know, Mike's been around the KCBS game as a as a cook, a judge, KCBS a president, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and man, I'll tell you what. It was cool to go up there and get that trophy. And then I'll walk down off that stage. Mike pulled me aside and said, in all my years of barbecue, I went and tasted your pork box because it looked so beautiful. He said, and I'll tell you, it's one of the top five pieces of pork I've ever tasted. Wow. I'll say this. You know, Mike Lake was a rep. He actually did all the Sam's Clubs certain years. Yep. And uh, he, he used to sell pork as a living. Yeah. He knows his pig. So that's a huge compliment, and, Chad. And, and, and that, to me, I was just like, I was like, holy shit, man, yeah. that, that, that is that is amazing. And I have seen Mike Lake where where I got a lot of respect for Mike Lake was last year at the WFC. Some things weren't well coordinated. So him and Wayne drove around on golf carts running trash, literally, from the barbecue side. Yeah. And never once did they say crap about it or got upset about it. They they just, hey, we're taking care of our barbecue teams. And I'll tell you what, me and Griff and the guys at Whiskey Bent, every time we see Mike, we thank him and Wayne for it because it, it kept us looking good and it made the barbecue guys look good. And they were just, the, you know, the, the the men behind the curtain making it all happen. All right, so we're partnered up here for Whiskey Bent Barbecue Supply. Chad, where are you going to be competing at next as the team? Man, you know what I hate? The last grand championship we got a, a month and a half ago, we took six weeks off. Yeah. 
and now we win this one and we take six weeks off. Wow. We, uh, it, it just, when, when you look at it, it's starting to get hot down here in Florida and, and we've got a couple of charity events, which, which we've, we've got to do for the brand, which we love. Uh, we've got a couple cooking classes and then we'll be, uh, in Fernandina beach the second weekend of June. And then the following weekend we're cooking in Madeira beach. And what's kind of cool about that is, uh, I, don't, I don't know how, how much you keep up with football, Greg. I, I, I think you do pretty well. Gentleman at the, the University of Oklahoma, Michael Clayton, years ago was the number one draft pick in the Bucks. Yep. Well, at the at the Mike Allstott charity event, we put up uh, an auction item to come cook Madeira Beach with us, and Michael Clayton won it. Wow. So Michael Clayton will be coming and cooking Madeira Beach with us. Nice. And, and uh, we're hoping to, while he never got to put his hands on a Super Bowl trophy, we're going to try to let him put his hands on a grand championship trophy. Chad, I, I just want to point out the fact you're going to be taking six weeks off. You know who doesn't take six weeks off? Iowa Smokey D's. I'm just saying. You know, just point it up. Point it up. No, I will tell you what, Darren Worth does not. Sherry doesn't. <laughs> and dude, I, I would love to go out and blaze the world like they do. Uh, and, and maybe. Three years from now, when my stores are as an awesome standing as yeah, their restaurants are, right. I can do that. That could be it. But, but I'll tell you what, man. Darren and Sherry are a, a – they're, they're, when you see them in a contest, man, it's yeah. a scary group. Been performing what, for a long time. But what great folks. When you see them at a contest, it's like seeing Jim Elser show up at a contest. That bitch can cook, right? Uh, I love Jim. Yeah. But I'm much more scared when Darren's there. All right. <laughs> wow. There you Jim go. Was the best studio in here tonight. Oh, we were giving him a good hard time. Goodness. But, uh, hey, hey, and I don't mean that to take away from anything of Jim's year, but we're just used to cooking next to Jim. Yeah. That, Does, that's what happens down here in Florida. Is you look to one side, there's Jim. The other side, there, there, there's Matt Barber. In front of you, there's Rub Bagby. Yeah. To, to, to don't forget other, unknown. To the other, that's what I was about to say. To the other peripheral, there's unknown, and you're like, shit, we haven't even left the county. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why, Greg, I, I, I want you to put this challenge out on your show. Yeah, you're worldwide. Oh yeah, global. You, you, you tell me any other county, county, in the United States that has a higher concentration of badass barbecue teams. In the Imperial Polk County. No. Hey, I'm going to give you a couple of weeks to figure it out. But there's nobody. There's nobody. That's why we're the IPC. Michael McDermott, what are you doing next? Well, actually, next week, I'll, the 9th, 10th, 11th, I'll be shooting a pilot for PBS. Really excited about that. We're going to be having a Roasted and Toasted. It's going to be the title of it. We're going to go online first, and uh, we'll be doing a craft beer mixed with extreme cooking techniques. I won't tell you the cooking techniques yet, but just think Mythbusters on crack, and we're going to have two-story high flames and, and be cooking on all kinds of different implements and things. And then uh, what I'm going to be doing is the craft beer guys go to the farmer's market, they get the ingredients, brew some beer off of it. I take those same ingredients and, and build a little bit of a meal around it, and uh, we take it from there. Sounds awesome. We're going to be looking for that. That's Chad Ward. It's Michael McDermott. Boys, appreciate you joining me tonight, and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care, Thanks, Greg. Greg. Take care. You got it. There they are. The pitmaster of Whiskey Bent Barbecue and uh, the hardest working man in barbecue, Michael McDermott.
All right, let's uh, go ahead and wrap it up. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Jamie Proviance. The new book is out right today. Weber's New American Barbecue, a modern spin on the classics. Ryan won uh, in the second hour. Ryan won a copy of that. I'm going to autograph Jamie's book for Ryan. That seems... I don't even know if I can do that. That seems weird. Stealing would seem less unethical than me signing Jamie's book. I don't know. I'm going to have to email him and see about that. Then we talked with Max Good talking about the top barbecue smokers, charcoal grills and gas grills, amazingribs.com. Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, joined me for his monthly slot in the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment, drbbq.com, his website. All right, well, we're packed, locked, and loaded for next week's show. Very excited about that. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.